Len, it's time. No, no, just a little more. Come on, if you don't get up right now, I'm gonna cut one of your piano strings. <laughs> what time is it? Quarter to seven. A quarter to seven? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Does the sun really come out this early? It was a surprise to me, too. I took a picture of it in case it never happens again. Nobody gets off this early. Oh, yes, they do. No, 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 this is a stupid idea. Oh, oh, this is definitely not my scene, Paris. It's just a gig. If it doesn't work, you can try something else. What time am I supposed to be there? 7.30. 7.30. What kind of people like to go to work at 7.30 in the morning? <laughs> what kind of people like to go to work at 7.30 in the morning? Oh, my goodness. Um, listen, my name is Joe, if we haven't met. And like Casey said, welcome to week three of Advent at the Movies. In week one, uh, Casey shared with us a great truth that our hope is found in one place and one place alone, and that is in the risen and resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ. And last week, we learned that, that we have been given a great gift. He's the Prince of Peace, and we have the opportunity as members of his family, for when we join with his family, to become peacemakers in every situation by sharing him with other people. And this week, we're going to talk about love. This week we're going to talk about love, and we have been using, we've been following Jesus' lead. When Jesus uses, used parables, he used parables to teach kingdom truths that lead people to God. And that's what we're doing. Our series' big idea is that is we're going to follow Jesus' lead by, in this way. Jesus used culturally relevant stories to teach timeless kingdom truths to lead people to God. And at the beginning of this movie, we are introduced to Glenn Holland. Glenn Holland is a phenomenal musician. He is a composer. We learn throughout this, this movie, he plays multiple instruments, has played in multiple venues, and, and by all accounts was a successful musician who had a great dream, and that was to create the American Symphony. It was going to make him rich and famous beyond all of his wildest dreams. This was his great love. Music was his great love. But he and his wife found themselves in a position where he needed to get a job. And so he took a job doing the one thing that he knew, music. He taught music. He taught music appreciation. And he went into this thinking, this isn't going to be that hard, other than getting up real early in the morning. But even though he loved music and he was a talented musician, he found out rather quickly that teaching others was a whole different ballgame. Iris, I think this is going to be a lot rougher gig than I originally thought. You know, when I was in high school, I wanted to be someplace else, you know, any place. It never occurred to me that my teachers would feel the same way. Miss, I'm sorry. Lang? Pardon me? Lang, Gertrude Lang. Okay, Miss Lang. Um, would you take it from bar 37, please? Mm 
Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Um, that's enough for today. I'll see you all tomorrow. Very good work. Miss Lang, would you mind hanging for a moment, please? So Mr. Holland went about teaching notes on a page. And, and with the same, like music came easy to him, and so he assumed it would come easy to everyone. And he went and he said, well, just play this. It didn't quite work out that way. You see, the response that he got made it difficult for him to continue to move forward. And sometimes when we're wanting to share love with others, the same thing can happen. See, loving others isn't always easy especially when they don't respond the way that we expect. When we've, get, when we've given gifts or we've showered them with praise or we've, at, we've served them or we've met them in the middle of a brokenness and the response that we get is not the one that we would expect. Well, we shouldn't be that surprised by the response of other people because the truth of the matter is the love that God showers upon us, we don't always respond as we should either. But here's the difference. God's love for us never changes, even when we don't respond the way we should. Even when we, in the moment, receive his love and then turn right back into doing things our own way. Even when he sends us comfort and we, and we think, oh, okay, no, I don't need that. I'm, I, I need this to be on my terms. When we turn our back on his love, his love never changes and it never stops. You see, the hope in this can be found in Lamentations chapter 3. It says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. See, regardless of our response, regardless of how we respond to the love of God, his love never stops and it never ceases. And, and while his love never changes, you see, Mr. Holland, when met with responses that he wasn't ready for, he was ready to walk away until two conversations that changed the course of his life. Just the man I was looking for. We're forming a textbook committee for next year's curriculum, and I would like to have your ideas and suggestions. We meet next Tuesday night in the library. Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Jacobs. I'm, I'm, I'm very busy on Tuesday night. Uh-huh. You know, for a good four or five months now, I've been watching you, Mr. Holland. I've never seen a teacher sprint for the parking lot after last period with more speed and enthusiasm than his students. Perhaps you should be our track coach. Mrs. Jacobs, I get here on time every morning, don't I? I'm doing my job the best I can. A teacher has two jobs. Fill young minds with knowledge, yes. But more important, give those minds a compass so that that knowledge doesn't go to waste. Now, I don't know what you're doing with the knowledge, Mr. Holland, but as a compass, you're stuck. I really hate that woman. And I hate teaching, Iris. I hate it. Nobody could teach these children. Nobody. I don't know what I'm going to do. They just sit there staring up at me. There's no there there. I've been trying to Listen, teach them. You played a lot of tough asses when they didn't listen to you. Quit and go home. Or Wait a minute. Keep Wait playing. a minute. Aren't we supposed to be on the same side? I am. It's just that I... I... 
What? I'm pregnant. I wasn't... I wasn't sure if I was, but I... I went to the doctor and I... I am. <laughs> Talk about a day. I mean, you're walking down the hallway, ready to go home. You're thinking you're failing as a teacher, and then your boss tells you, yes, you are. I mean, not necessarily with the knowledge part, because she doesn't know how that's going, but to be a guide for the kids, he's failing. So he goes home, and he goes to his wife and says, hey, I'm out. I can't do this. And she has what I think is the conversation that kept him in the game. And it said, we're having a baby. Now, for those of us who have children, we remember the first time. That's a life changing conversation and it causes us to look inward it causes us to look inward and for us to no longer be quite as important any longer you see loving others requires us to put others first loving others requires us to set aside our hopes and our dreams our aspirations our wishes and put others first Loving others requires us to do what Mr. Holland had to do. It requires us to change. Mr. Sullivan. Yeah. What kind of music do you like to listen to? Um, don't be afraid. Rock and roll. What about you? Rock and roll. You? Classical. Brown noser. <laughs> Does anybody here like Johann Sebastian Bach? Other than you? Hmm. I'll bet all of you, whether you know it or not, already like Johann Sebastian Bach. What's this called? Lover's Concerto. Who wrote it? Toys. Wrong. That was Minuet in G, and it was written by Johann Sebastian Bach. wrote it in 1725. They are both prime examples of the Ionian scale. Now listen, and see if you can hear the connective tissue between what I just played and this. Answering questions and it was so much fun. It was rowdy, you know. It was, it was just <laughs> great. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Let what do we think, huh? And it only took two tries and three hours. 
Well, you didn't realize you'd married such a handy man, did you? But now we really don't have any space. Mm. Well, how would you feel if we moved into a house? You're kidding. No. But we can't afford that. We used our savings account, we could, and I taught driver's ed during the summer. You were going to only compose this summer. Well, we could make it work. It would mean taking the crib apart again. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tear a wall down first. It's up to you. I think we should do it. Really? <laughs> You see, I said earlier that Mr. Holland had the change, and that change that he, that, that change that he had to grab a hold of was the change that required sacrifice. Because isn't that what love really requires? True love. Doesn't it require sacrifice? I think it does. True love requires us to sacrifice. It requires us to sacrifice. Like I said earlier, our hopes and our dreams sometimes for the betterment of other people. Scripture tells us we are to, to look at others as, great, as greater than ourselves. John 15, 13, is, it lays this out. It says, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. This is what true love is. Mr. Holland, who had had that summer all lined away to work back on his first love, his first love was no longer that. His first love became secondary. And that's what happens when we choose to sacrifice for others. We become those things that used to drive us become secondary so that we can spread the love of Christ with other people. You see, true love requires sacrifice. And when Mr. Holland sacrificed, chose to do the sacrificing, his love for music became secondary to his love for his students. You know what we've been doing wrong, Miss Lang? We've been playing the notes on the page. Well, what else is there to play? Well, there's a lot more to music than notes on a page. These guys, for example. Now, they can't sing, and, and they have absolutely no harmonic sense, and they're... They're playing the, the same three chords over and over again. And I love it. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know. Yeah, you do. Because it's fun? That's right. Because playing music is supposed to be fun. It's about heart. It's about feelings and moving people and something beautiful and being alive and it's not about notes on a page i could teach you notes on a page i can't teach you that other stuff do me a favor pick up your clarinet and play with me mr holland it has come to my attention that you are teaching the students rock and roll is this a problem is this a problem yes i think so our only job is to teach. We cannot teach, and the students cannot learn if there is no discipline. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, what exactly is your point, Gene? My point is, 
Rock and roll, by its very nature, leads to a breakdown in discipline. Well, what would you like me to do? Uh, deny that rock and roll exists? What I am, what we are saying is that you should be pushing the classics. Brahms, Mozart, Stravinsky. <laughs> Stravinsky was the music of the Russian Revolution, if you want to talk about a breakdown in discipline. You are deliberately exaggerating. How about the Kingston Trio, Gene? How about Sing Along with Mitch? Oh, Those are really Just a minute, gentlemen. Mr. Holland. I do not want to interfere in the curriculum of any teacher. But next week, I have a meeting with the school board. And there are people in this community who believe that rock and roll is a message sent from the devil himself. Now, when that issue comes up, what can I tell them? Mrs. Jacobs, you tell them that I am teaching music and that I will use anything from Beethoven to Billie Holiday to rock and roll if I think it'll help me teach a student to love music. That's a reasonable answer, Mr. Holland. You see, throughout his time, Mr. Holland and his love for his students <coughs> greatly surpassed his love for music. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe they became one and the same. Because what he wanted was them to learn lessons through the filter of music. And he met students in so many different ways. And he sacrificed for them. And he was patient with them. And he endured difficult moments with them. He, we saw Gertrude Lang earlier who he met for hours upon hours upon hours to help her be able to play two notes. He met with another student who was, who, who was struggling in other areas of school and needed a place to win. He needed a win in his life. Well, he journeyed with this young man through graduation and then he ended up at his funeral after he came home from being killed in Vietnam. But in those moments, he also used that as a teaching moment to, to another student who, who was struggling in his class, knew all the right answers, but didn't understand the heart and met him in the middle of that and introduced him to the heart of music. He did this out of love. He did this, and we get to see through his life something that we've all received from God, which is a love that is, a, that, that is defined in 1 Corinthians 13, where it says love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It, is, it does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. You see, these are the markers of love, that love we bear with people in the middle of things. We believe the best about them. We hope, we, we put our hope in Christ because he's the only hope that they have to live a life that he designed for them, and we endure with them. That's the marks of love. That's what we have received from God. He bears all things. He bore our sins. He believed all things. He believed that he, he knew. He didn't have to believe. He knew. It was a different level of belief that he was the only way to build a bridge to the Father. He is our hope and he endured all the way to the cross. This is how we love each other. And you see, in, in life, our love is going to be put to a test. 
Our love will be put to the test multiple times because truthfully, and we all know this, life happens. And in our movie, Mr. Holland, who is a music teacher, you know, we learned earlier they were going to have a baby. Well, they had a son. They, 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 they had a son and Coltrane Gershwin Holland, very musical. Cole is with his mom at a parade and the fire engine goes off and he sleeps right through it. And this is not the kind of sleep that just means he had a rough night and he needed to sleep during the day. Cole was born deaf. And this man who loved music, whose first great love was music and wanted nothing more than to share that with his son, now had decisions to make and his love was being put to the test. But how he responded showed us the depth of his love. We encourage talking and signing at the same time. And as you can see, today the class is learning the days of the week and the months of the year. Would you care to step out for just a moment? Shall we? Can we talk about tuition? Yes. Is there any chance of government subsidy? I'm afraid not. Well, we can handle it. Uh, so, so how long would it be before he learns how to sign? Well, not as long as it'll take the two of you. You see, children learn very quickly, but adults, well, so much depends on how much you put into it. Mm -hmm. And when would we begin? Well, our next intensive program, the one that we gear towards parents, starts in June. It's three months, three hours, every day. The most impressive would be if there are songs with words, you will need an interpreter, someone to sign the words okay, so along what we can, with the music. We can do two kinds of music. The, right. the first kind would be the, the pure music without words. The music. The pure music, music without <laughs> words that they could experience through putting so themselves how? closer to the light. Lights, maybe lights flashing. <laughs> Daddy's here. Be 
beautiful, 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 beautiful boy. Before you go to sleep, say a little prayer. Every day, in every way, it's getting better and better. Beautiful, 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 beautiful boy. Over the ocean, sailing away. I can hardly wait to see you come of age. But I guess we both just have to be patient. Cause it's a long way to go A hard road to hold Yes, it's a long way to go But in the meantime Before you cross the street Please take my hand Life is what happens to you While you're busy making other plans Beautiful, 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 beautiful boy Beautiful, 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 beautiful You see, the depth of our love is shown through the depth of our sacrifice. Are we willing to sacrifice so that others get to know the love of Christ? Are we willing to step in the middle of their mess and help them bear it? Are we willing to step into the middle of life's circumstances when it's uncomfortable are we willing to offer forgiveness when it's not, when it's not asked for? Are we willing to, or, or in a lot of situations, not even felt that it's deserved? Are we willing to step in and sacrifice so that others get to feel the love of Christ through us? You see, our teaching big idea is this. Love sacrifices for the sake of others. You see, because when we sacrifice and we step into someone else's life, we never know the results. We never know the results of what that will be. But we do know that those of us who call upon Jesus as Lord, we carry a love inside of us that is not our own. That we get to pour out in the lives of other people. We get to pour it out onto a world that absolutely is screaming, I want to know what love is and I want you to show me. All right, so I grabbed something other than just a movie. <laughs> but this is what the world is screaming. If you can't see that when you look around, open your eyes because they're looking for love in, uh, again, all the wrong places. <laughs> Sorry, that one was accidental. But this is our opportunity as Christ followers to be able to share that love and what is love? We see in John 4, 1 John 4.10, in this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. You see, that, my friends, is sacrifice. Jesus, 
who was God, became man, lived a perfect life that we cannot live, died a death that we deserve, rose again on the third day so that we can see God the Father. That is sacrifice. That is love. And when we sacrifice, we get to become part of that lasting legacy. You see, Mr. Holland, while never achieving fame and fortune, he did what we all want to do. He left a legacy of love as his symphony to the world. Mr. Holland had a profound influence on my life, on a lot of lives I know. And yet I get the feeling that he considers a great part of his own life misspent. Rumor had it he was always working on this symphony of his, and this was going to make him famous, rich, probably both. But Mr. Holland isn't rich, and he isn't famous at least not outside of our little town. So it might be easy for him to think himself a failure. And he would be wrong. Because I think he's achieved a success far beyond riches and fame. Look around you. There is not a life in this room that you have not touched. And each one of us is a better person because of you. We are your symphony, Mr. Holland. We are the melodies and the notes of your opus. And we are the music of your life. something back to you, to you and to your wife, who along with you has waited 30 years for what we're about to hear. If you will, would you please come up here and take this baton and lead us in the first performance ever of the American Symphony by Glenn Holland.
You see, his legacy was the people who are in that room. But for those of us who call upon Jesus as Lord, we are part of his family. And my friends, God's family is his legacy of love to the world. We are his legacy. We are the, we are the, the embodiment of God's love today to people who need it the most. We are his symphony of love. And the notes of his symphony, for those of us who belong to Jesus, this is the note, these are the notes that we play. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, my friends, those 25 words, those are the notes of the symphony that God has written on our hearts. And we have an opportunity to spread that to everyone who is around us. To share that with the people who are, who are far from God, to, from people who have come near to God but have, have walked away. We have, it to, we have this legacy to share with people regardless of their situation in life. This is the notes of our life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. My friends, those are the words that are written on our sleeves, written on our hearts, and flow out of every pore of our being if we belong to Jesus. And when we do that, when we love others as we have been loved by God in a sacrificial way, in a way that, will, that gave and gave and gave until we received, we leave a legacy of love for all. So today, that's the challenge, is how do we respond to the love of God? Maybe, maybe today we respond by receiving it for the first time. Stepping in and becoming part of his family, part of his legacy of love to the world. Maybe today, there is a relationship in your life that you have not been willing to sacrifice in so that they can feel the love of God through you. Regardless of how you need to respond, today can be that day. And we've developed a habit here in our church lately of, of praying with one another, and we're going to do that. So I want everybody to get up and out of your seats. Everybody stand on up. And as the band begins to play, what I want you to do is I want you to find someone near you and I want you to share with them how, how, what you need to do in order to respond to Jesus' love. What you need to sacrifice. Do you need to sacrifice yourself or do you need to sacrifice in, for the sake of someone else? And this is the simple prayer that you pray with the people who are around you. Lord, give my friend the strength to sacrifice for others. That is our prayer today. And so as the band plays, move around and find somebody. They're going to lead us, and I'm going to be back shortly. Westside, I love you, but not nearly as much as our Father in heaven does. We'll talk soon.